There are two words in modern-day language that horrify, induce panic, terrorize, petrify, and scare you to death. <laughs> Those two words are... Cryptocurrency. Um, but that's just ridiculous. Welcome to Tales from the Cryptocurrency. It's not that scary, it's not that difficult, and it's not intimidating. We'll prove it. We'll have fun along the way. This is Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And now your host, Tony Casanova. Hey everybody, welcome to Tales from the Cryptocurrency, where I attempt to demystify cryptocurrency and take the horror out of Bitcoin and other altcoins. All right, well, the weekend uh, pretty much played out as we expected. Um, Bitcoin did nothing but range. Uh, it stayed around the 22,400 mark uh, there. We saw a decline in some of the altcoins temporarily, which offered us some buy opportunities. And then uh, Bitcoin went back to its uh, current price right now, which is like 22,394. Now, uh, currently right now, uh, Bitcoin is still going to 28,000, according to the bots predictions this week. So... Uh, we are in the first week of March, and it looks like what's happening now is it could be that pullback. So <clears throat> you always hear me say of it, of the market pulling back like a bowstring and then taking off, right? So what we could be experiencing right now is that bowback pullback, and uh, let's see uh, if the bots are correct. Uh, so far, the bots say that as long as the market does not close at any period uh, below 20900 then uh, we we will see that take off at some point. And that, of course, is based on market sentiment, momentum, news, and all the other good stuff that the bots collect. And then the AI makes its predictions based on that. So uh, once again, no close below 20,900. And if we do not see that, uh, then uh, we should be looking at 28,000 at least at some point throughout the month. Now, there's, uh, there's a lot of news uh, coming out uh, this, uh, this week in particular. There's the Fed announcement tomorrow. There's CPI data that's coming out. There's unemployment data coming out. The Dixie, uh, which is the dollar, uh, the dollar index, uh, is starting to look like it's going to rally and uh, possibly get to like the mid 106s. So all of that is bad news. Um, and on top of that, there's five more prevalent news stories that are currently guiding uh, the Bitcoin sentiment meter uh, even further. Uh, down. So, as you know, the MetaHedge sentiment meter uh, ranges from extreme fear to extreme greed, with extreme fear offering the best buying opportunities and extreme greed offering the best sell opportunities. We've been ranging at around a 52 uh, in the past, uh, right there, and we now have an official drop down to 48. So that drops us four points towards extreme fear, which is starting to signal that there is going to be a 
big buy opportunity coming uh, soon. So before we cover the uh, five deadly sins of the crypto world this week, um, I wanted to cover the portfolio as well. Uh, And uh, currently in the portfolio, we have the following coins. Cartesi, Polygon, Cardano, Elrond, Solana, Phantom, XRP, Polkadot, Ethereum, USDT, Mayar, Gala, DAG, Casper, Flux, and AVAX. Those are all the coins that are currently in the portfolio. And as of right now, percentages of my portfolio for each of those are Cartesi, 3% of my portfolio, Polygon, 2%, Cardano, 11%, Elrond, 15%, Solana, Nothing. Zero percent of my portfolio right now. Phantom, 12 percent of my portfolio. XRP, 7 percent of my portfolio. Polkadot, 15 percent of my portfolio. Ethereum is 20 percent of my portfolio currently. USDT, 4.7 percent. Myar, 0.3 percent. Gala, 3 percent of my portfolio. DAG, 1 percent of my portfolio. Casper, 2 percent of my portfolio. Flux, 2 percent. And AVAX, 5 percent of my portfolio. I will soon uh, be moving. Once uh, Ethereum reaches $1,600, right now it's at $1,564, I will be moving some of my Ethereum over into another coin, most likely Cartesi or Gala or Alrond, one of those, but I'll be moving that 20% Ethereum out, uh, most likely today, tomorrow, and then I will be posting it and notifying you of that change when it happens. Okay, so keep your eyes peeled for that. That's going to happen sooner than later. Um, Everything else is pretty much going to hold as it is. I uh, have USDT that I'm depositing in today. Uh, So today is Monday, and that's dollar cost average day. So since I dollar cost average in on Mondays, um, and I don't have anything that I'm going to directly put my money into this very second because I fear that there could be a decline coming in. And Gala is already up. Uh, from when we purchased it last. So I'm not going to put money into Gala right now when it's at 38 and we purchased it at uh, 35. So uh, we're currently going to most likely keep an eye on that. Now, Gala has that predicted run of mine uh, up to eight cents coming up here soon. So who knows if that currently started. I don't think this is the beginning of it, but this is a great indicator with the market the way that it is where every single coin is down right now. And we have two coins that are currently up at in the market right now there's three coins that are up one of them like i'm not counting it's xrp uh right now but the other two coins that are currently up in this completely down market are gala and ftm phantom the two that i said are going to have these enormous runs so Keep an eye on that. This could be an early indicator of what is going to happen. I always say that when the market takes off, there's always a couple of altcoins that lead the way. These are probably going to be the way, the ones for us right now. So uh, any kind of money that you put into Gala and FTM, and of course, none of this is investment advice. Don't listen to me. But any kind of money that uh, you currently put right now into gala or ftm regardless of whatever the price is is probably money that's well served in 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 the long run uh anyways and what's the long run not not so so long not what you think not two years or three years from now very 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 soon 
Okay, so uh, that's something to to keep an eye on right there. Okay, uh, other than that, uh, other than that Ethereum move, which is coming in, I think pretty much my portfolio this entire week will pretty much uh, be dormant because it looks like the rest of this week, the market is going to mostly move sideways unless some of like this news really starts to move the market uh, one way or the other. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you about all the news that's going to come come out okay uh and then i'll tell you what's going to happen along with that news so the first thing is you might have heard and this is number one on the on the fear scale everybody's like oh my god what's going to happen when this has a but you might have heard of the mount gox repayments happening okay so what's actually happening mount gox is set to return 142,000 bitcoin back to its creditors that's about 3 billion dollars worth of tokens set to return into the crypto market now how did this happen well mount gox was if you've if, if you've been living under a rock or brand new to the crypto space mount gox was a was a japanese crypto exchange that handled pretty much 70% of all bitcoin trading uh at its peak and then uh when customer funds got hacked it was forced to file for bankruptcy back in and i think it was like 2014 when that when that actually happened okay so it's been a super long legal journey for my, mount gox creditors, uh, but it looks like they're going to start getting repaid as of March 10th. And people are worried because those people that get repaid now are going to have like a oh shit moment, right? Like they're going to get their money. And what happened was that when Mt. Gox went down, Bitcoin was worth about 600 bucks and today it's worth about 22,000. So that's a 37.5x increase for each one of those uh, creditors that had their money in there. So uh, people are like, well, what if they sell right away? What if they're tempted to sell? If they sell, well, then it's going to lower the Bitcoin price. But but the other side of the coin is, you know, I mean, they've been waiting eight years to get that money back. So maybe some of them will just keep on holding their money. So my worry meter on everybody dumping in and a hundred and, you know, or three billion dollars worth of Bitcoin all of a sudden hitting the market. My worry meter tells me that uh, I'm not fucking worried about it. I'm not worried about it. I'm uh, minimally, minimally worried, worried about it because um, once you have like this, this, this amount of, of Bitcoin that gets returned to you and it was worth $600 and now it's worth 22,000, what they're most likely going to do is they're going to take loans out against it. They're not going to sell it. So, uh, or they're going to use that to fund other journeys and et cetera. And what's going to happen is, uh, they're going to collateralize it. So it's going to sit there because it would make no sense to dump Bitcoin right now at 22,000 when it's basically at its low, it's at its low right now. Do you don't think that they know that Bitcoin is going to go to say, or am I the only person that knows it's going to go back up to $60,000? No, they know that too. And since they know that they're going to hold it. So, uh, it's just another whale in the market, you know, or whales in the market, potentially. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how many people are the creditors, but it's either going to, you, it's either going to go to many, many people, and then they all have to dump, or it goes to like a few people, and they have to dump. So uh, either or, I'm not worried about it. It's just Bitcoin going out there and people having access to, to their Bitcoin. So figure somebody, a bunch of people that had Bitcoin, because it's been in that market all the time, 
Okay, so uh, it's not like this is new people creating Bitcoin or something of the sort or anything of that. Uh, most likely, they're going to hold on to the coins that they have. And this isn't like FTX or, you know, like Three Arrows or Capital Contagion or anything like that. Mount Gox creditors are insulated to Mount Gox creditors. We knew those wallets were out there. We knew that that Bitcoin existed. And now these people have access to that Bitcoin just like the, if they had held it for eight years. And we figured what were they going to do with it. And after eight years, it turns out that their investment right now is not the best time to do anything with it. So so most likely they're going to hold it. So when you hear about Mt. Gox and all that bullshit about like, ah, they're going to dump everything into the market. Now, now you know that probably not. Okay. So there you go. Number two, Ethereum. Ethereum is in the news with the Shanghai upgrade. And what's basically going on with Ethereum? Well, Ethereum's next big upgrade, the Shanghai, is uh, scheduled for later on in April. This means that stakers will finally be able to unstake their Ethereum. So why are people freaking out? Well, that's currently like 17.5 million Ethereum that's staked, and it's worth 27 billion at today's prices. And that is a lot of stakes. So a lot of people think that the Shanghai upgrade could lead to a big sell-off uh, as some people have been waiting as long as two years to access their staked Ethereum. So that could be a, that could be a thing. Uh, am I worried about it uh, on a scale from 1 to 10? A little bit. A little bit. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about that. Okay. Not totally worried because 16% uh, of Ethereum stakers are basically in, in profit positions right now. That means that most people are still underwater on their investments since they first staked. So it's most likely not going to be an enormous dump, but we could see like a 20% dump in Ethereum. So it's a little bit uh, concerning, but uh, other people are going to have to hold on. Uh, they just bought Ethereum at a, at a different price and they have to wait before they are in in the money. So uh, with that being said, we're going to have to wait and see what it is. Um, so most likely, most people won't be rushing to sell. So I would say that overall, this is something that worries me in the next few months rather than immediately. Okay. Uh, number three, you hear right now, uh, it's going on everywhere about Silvergate. Silvergate is going to hell in a handbasket. All right. Uh, so what does that mean? Uh, and what is it? Well, one of the largest crypto banks, Silverbank, basically is on fire and not in the good way. Okay. Uh, it told investors that it needs to delay the filing of its annual financial report. It revealed a $1 billion loss for quarter four and major customers like Coinbase, Galaxy, Digital, Gemini Circle, Crypto.com, and Paxos have all told uh, told Silvergate, bye-bye, and they have cut ties with the bank. So why are people worried? Well, Silvergate was the major bridge for crypto. Uh, it set up the Silvergate Exchange Network, SEN, a network that enabled institutional investors to move fiat to digital currency exchanges and trading partners 24-7 in real time at no extra cost. The crypto bank had 1,600 clients that handled 80% of all funds that flowed into and out of the crypto markets. Now, Silvergate is falling down, falling down, falling down. Silvergate is falling down. Oh, 
this is shitty. That's right. It is shitty. Uh, this worries me. This worries me on a big scale, mostly because the companies connected with Silvergate are the big dogs of crypto. Uh, USDC has a $43 billion market cap. Coinbase is the largest exchange in the U.S. Tether is the largest stablecoin in the world and many others. And now they've all cut ties with Silvergate and will need to find new banks to help with on-ramping and off-ramping client funds. Plus, banks might get uh, might uh, begin to second-guess, you know, getting into business with crypto companies. They might say, yeah, too risky. Yeah, uh, so uh, what's, uh, which is basically, um, you know, I mean, not to mention that, like, what happened with FTX, Celsius, and uh, all of that shit uh, basically doesn't help at all either. You know what they say, too many stinky farts in a room and people have to leave. So that could be going on. All right, guys. Number four, the macroeconomic outlook. What's happening? Well, last week, CPI, which is core price inflation, which is what I talked about, and PCE, personal consumption expenditures data, came in above expectations. This means that people are still spending money. Inflation is not going down fast enough. And why uh, is everybody worried about it? Well, that means that the Fed's interest rate hikes are just not working as quickly as intended, and they may have to increase interest rates again. Uh, what's my worry meter on this? About halfway, I would guess, uh, I would say. I'm a little bit worried about this because the possibility of additional rate hikes continues to increase, and that means that it could drive uh, crypto. As uh, the higher interest rates are a bad thing for the growth of stocks and crypto in general, and the reason being is that higher interest rates, higher interest rates, sorry, make it more expensive for uh, to borrow money and to invest into speculative assets like crypto. So also government bonds end up paying a higher risk fee yield, which means that cryptos uh, begin to look worse by comparison. So are you likely to dump your net worth into Dogecoin when U.S. Treasuries are paying 6% yields? Probably not. And fortunately, the data agrees. So uh, even so, we aren't pushing the panic button just yet. Things tend to change fast. And next week, we will get new jobs report and uh, the Jerome Powell speech tomorrow. So we'll know uh, more about the Fed's thinking and strategy then. And that will definitely impact prices going to be. All right. So let's see. The last thing, number five, more news and more bullshit about what? Regulation. That's right. What's happening? Regulators around the world are cracking down on crypto. The SEC, the NYDFS, the CFTC, the NYCs, the KEYs, the MOUSEs. All those motherfuckers are coming after crypto right now. And they've been coming after since last month. So Kraken staking service was shut down. They were also fined 30 million. Paxos was forced to shut down and its uh, issuance of BUSDS tokens. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, the third largest stablecoin, by the way, BUSD. Uh, and uh, Binance.us is being probed. That's right, they're being probed 
anally probed for operating under unregistered security exchanges or providing operating an unregistered security exchange. So Binance, that's right, CZ is about to get it. You know where, because they are probing. Okay, anyways, uh, with that being said, why are people worrying? Why are people worried? Because anytime that the word probing is involved, uh, unnecessary and uneducated regulation will stifle innovation and handcuff projects and investors. So uh, until we have like clear regulation and shit like that, I mean, there's going to be a lot of things that you're either going to have to go for it, you're going to have to go for it, or you're going to have to wait it out and see what happens. And when the top players in the space are forced to pay eight figure fines uh, and withdraw from markets and suspend projects, it'll cause companies and VCs to invest less money into crypto and or flee the U.S. markets entirely which could be good for Binance in the long run. So we'll see what happens. Anyways, uh, with that being said, we need regulation and clear rules to invest in digital assets. But Gary Gensler and the rest of the SEC are stricter than my fifth grade hall monitors. So if regulators make it in their mission to kill crypto, it could get ugly out there. Of all the threats on the list, this is our biggest worry regulations okay so the that could be a thing i'm not hitting the panic button on anything yet though uh, i think that a uh, few events like mount cox and ethereum shanghai upgrade are just noise and won't actually affect the price in the near term but investors should keep a close eye on some of the other things like silvergate the fallout from that and future regulatory crackdowns in behalf of that as mr wonderful continues to run around uh offering and yelling for regulation. And of course, keep your eyes peeled uh, for emails from us to let you know uh, anytime that there's going to be a market change or anything like that. I will let you know if you have signed up for my email alerts. Okay. All right, guys, uh, our NFTs making a comeback. The results are in and February was huge for the month of NFTs. And for the first time since May 2022, there was more than 2 billion in monthly NFT trading volumes. And that is a lot of paid JPEGs. So anyways, uh, the top eight collections that led the way were uh, Bored Ape Yacht Club, of course, uh, Mutant Ape Yacht Club, uh, Other Deed, Sewer Pass, Checks, Open Edition, and uh, MG Land and Azuki. So all of those were the top blue chips that were leading the charge, uh, with Azuki uh, beginning to uh, dominate the leaderboard. And but actually, uh, Board, Ape Yacht, Board Ape Yacht Club is still in there uh, all the way at the top as well still, so. Um, other than that, uh, I will tell you that for the rest of the week, most likely we will be looking at waiting to see which way the market decides uh, what it's going to do. So right now, the market is going to be like uh, my kids when you ask them, what do you want to eat for dinner? Uh, and it can take forever. Go back and forth with it. Are we going to go to Arby's? Are we going to go to make? Are we going to cook? Are we going to go to McDonald's? Are we going to? What are we doing? Kentucky Fried Chicken? 
all of a sudden somebody throws something crazy in the mix like barbecue from Dickies, and well, it could take a month to figure out what we're going to eat. Okay, so anyways, with that being said, keep your eyes peeled. This is going to be a week where I'm going to have a lot of communication with you, most likely in the morning, so make sure that you're uh, subscribing to the Show Me the Crypto uh, page, uh, which is where I most likely will give you the most important information first as well. Okay, all right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break, and then after that, look, and I did it nice and short, 22 minutes, all right? So after that, I'm going to come back, and we are going to talk about MetaHedge, and we are also going to talk about my altcoin from the crypt for this week, which is very exciting, uh, mostly because I'm going to put it uh, on our portfolio very, very soon, all right? So you don't want to miss it, so make sure that you check in again. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. This is Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And now we switch it up. From prices and news to altcoins from the crypt. And what's new at MetaHedge. All right, guys, and we are back. All right, so first of all, I wanted to touch base on MetaHedge. What do we got going on? Well, first of all, the Only Legends platform is now officially beta testing athletes. So uh, we're going through, we're seeing if we have any bugs in the platform and all that kind of stuff. Then we'll be changing the look of it uh, just a little bit with some more branding and um, probably uh, some graphics and et cetera. But other than that, for all intents and purposes, uh, the platform is completed and it is now being beta tested, uh, which is kind of cool. It's also fulfilled its security tests. So it's passed all of its security tests, uh, including the ones uh, for the fantasy uh, sports side. So a few interesting items that are on the platform uh, is that in addition to student athletes from a variety of different disciplines to be able to profit from their name, image, and likeness deals on the platform via the sale of NFTs, etc. Uh, but the athletes can also connect with their fan base using social media. They can initiate auctions for NFT authenticated game used memorabilia and sell items from their own merch line on the platform in one location. So all of this together makes us a number one location for student uh, athlete name, image, and likeness representation. In addition to that, there is also the Only Legends Sports podcast, which will give you an opportunity to hear the voices of some of these future legends uh, as we go along and chat with them uh, and help them develop and uh, also profit for uh, things like living expenses, continued education and training by use of the platform. In addition uh, to all of that stuff being offered to the athletes, the platform itself also has a fantasy sports section of it, which allows you to draft college players into your sports fantasy team, and then you can compete against pro teams in our very unique Pick'em fantasy sports platform. So uh, in addition to Pick'em, by the way, this fantasy sports platform also allows for head-to-head and league play for cash and prizes in the supporting fans of uh, of a of choice, uh, sport of choice, uh, in a supporting fans sport. Of choice. So right now, the Only Legends platform supports uh, football. We have soccer on it. We have baseball. We have basketball. So all four of those, the big four, 
those are all on there and uh, you can draft a team. So if you're into basketball, you can draft a, a college basketball team. And then uh, once you have all of your players on your team, you can use that team to compete in the pick them and use them to play, for example, the New York Knicks this weekend. So uh, they play the Knicks. If you win, you win prizes and then you'll go on to play the next team and you can pick what team you're going to play along the way. It's a very interesting thing specifically because because it's NCAA uh, and uh, it's fantasy sports. So not only is it traditional fantasy sports, but then it's a very cool variation of fantasy sports as well. So with that being said, uh, I think that we'll get tons and tons of traffic on the on the site as it goes along. So uh, in addition to, to that, uh, our continued journey, as we continue our journey towards the moon, uh, MetaHedge will now be burning many of the uncirculated governance tokens that are out there. So look for an announcement soon of the total amount of governance tokens in circulation. Uh, it will give you a good idea of the direction we will be headed in as we transition from corporation to DAO. And what is a DAO? It's a decentralized autonomous organization. And if you're not uh, familiar with DAOs, it's what cryptocurrencies evolve into eventually, which is a, a entity where there is no uh, no governing body. In other words, there's no CEO. There's nobody really in charge. The developer's already done his duty and uh, everything's launched. And uh, what happens is, is that it begins to breathe life on its own. Okay, so as it does that, it becomes what's known as a decentralized autonomous organization, which means that members or holders of the organization uh, begin to vote and make choices as to how uh, things are going to go based on uh, the amount of tokens that they hold uh, within the corporation at any time or within the organization, I should say, not corporate, not corporation. Corporations, what it used to be, organization is what it becomes as we continue our trek towards uh, going on decks. So this would be a natural transition period uh, into that. So uh, this will also help uh, protect us from any new SEC regulations that might be coming our way, uh, especially as things uh, begin to heat up in that area. Many of you know that, you know, Kraken just got cracked down on and uh, many other companies are starting to get cracked down on. And because of that, then it is uh, time to begin to do, you know, figure out what they're doing, how they're, what they're, what they're looking at, what regulations are going to be in play. And then you have to function within those regulations. So what we will do is we will migrate. We will be like water, as Bruce Lee used to say. Be like water. Okay, we will be like water. And we will continue to shift and change our, our shape so that we can be molded and so that we can continue to live and to do things and to function within the space uh, because it's worth it. And we have a lot of cool things that are coming uh, to be, which uh, now we need to uh, to keep intact uh mostly for the sake of our of our holders and for the sake of like the company as a whole in the future so that will be one of the major changes coming uh coming uh 
in the next few months or so. Uh, we are also going to be extending during this time. Then, of course, we will. We want to keep as many partners as possible. So we will be extending our period to move from slope to phantom uh, all the way to the end of March. So at that point, then we'll begin uh, a channel on Discord uh, for discussions, and most likely we will abandon Facebook as a source of information. Just keep it up there uh, to promote our podcast and to promote uh, announcements about the coin and stuff like that. But we will begin to communicate as we go a little bit further, mostly because we need to have a little more heated discussion as we go forth. There's going to be voting. Uh, we're going to have to keep you guys on time schedules as well if we want things to happen in a timely fashion. So we figured that Facebook, which is something that not everybody has and whatever, I only check it once a month and this and that, and I didn't see your announcement about the blah, 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 blah. Well, if we have a Discord group and, um, you know, you can go and join the Discord group and then uh, basically you can talk there like you do on Discord. Just talk back and forth or whatever. Boo -boo, hey, this is what's going on and this and that. And we could provide some information there. I will still continue to bring information on this section of the podcast uh, so that you could hear it directly. And I think it makes more sense sometimes, you know, uh, just to hear it uh, rather than like to see it written down or etc. So uh, we think that so far the podcast uh, portion of this seems to have, be helping uh, everybody uh very much as far as, you know, understanding some of the stuff, understanding programs, understanding when to do things, understanding the voting mechanism. Look, we got everybody to vote and all that kind of stuff. And it was cool. It was cool. People got their hundred metas when they voted and all of that kind of stuff. Now we're going to actually start to post like real questions on there and we'll start to move in like a real direction, man. So it starts to to look good and it starts to feel good and uh it starts to to have a a very positive spin uh you know along with it and all the other stuff that we have going on so right now is the time for us to uh basically pay attention man pay attention and start to transition and fit within the frameworks of what the SEC wants and all of that kind of stuff so that we can continue to do business happily they're not trying to shut down the space they're just trying to regulate it and i think that that's uh, overall not a bad thing. Some regulation can be good so that you don't end up with things like, you know, FTX and, and all of that other kind of stuff. So as long as they allow for, uh, as long as they don't destroy the field, we have room to play. And right now, they're not destroying the field. They're limiting the players, you know, and they're limiting what the players do. You can't have catchers running out into the outfield anymore and that kind of stuff. But you can limit and be like, hey, catchers can catch. First baseman can first base. We can play on the field. Everybody can play together. We got some umpires that are going to be going back and forth. Right now, the umpires are kind of strict. But in the future, we'll get some umpires that, you know, call. Uh, they, they see a bigger strike zone. So that, that happens as well so you just got to kind of play along with it man and that's like what we're into it we're into this for the long run okay so it's like one of the things not that long i mean i don't want to be into anything for too too long but you know what i'm saying what i'm saying is 
overall, we're going to do whatever needs to get done so that we can uh, fit within the parameters of the law and at the same time be profitable and continue to provide disbursements and payments and all that kind of stuff. So if we can't call it staking because staking is like a bad thing, we'll call it disbursements. If we can't call it disbursements, we'll call it dividends. If we can't call it dividends, we'll call it something else. Meanwhile, we'll continue to do the trickle or whatever we want to call it of whatever to our partners as the company continues to make money. And being a, a DAO will actually uh, eliminate all of this because there won't be any talking anymore. It'll just happen automatically as the platforms right now. The thing is, is that the platforms aren't directly connected to what we're doing. So uh, as the platforms develop and all that kind of stuff, but once the platforms are actually in use, then those platforms just start to people use the platform funds from the platform, get created. The funds from the platform go into a certain pool. The funds from that pool go off into the meta hedge funds and the meta hedge funds depend on how much meta hedge you have, how much of those funds you have allocations to. And it continues to do that week after week after week and month after month and year after year. And, you know, you can make a living off of it. Ideally, that's my idea, right? That's how I designed the whole thing. The people should, the people that got in originally would just be able to draw unlimited income as the as the platforms that were created uh, and the mechanisms that were set in place via the bots and all that kind of stuff continued to do things and did things uh, that we profited from. So that's the entire idea behind behind everything. So we're, we're getting very, very close to that. And now the next step is to get the platforms making actual money. So like now that the platforms will begin uh, integrating people to use them, and as people use the platforms, the platforms will then will undoubtedly make money. And then once they undoubtedly make money, then uh, we can begin worrying about like, you know, okay, well, uh, from there, then let's get the money into a permanent liquidity pool or something of a sort where it just goes direct, directly into it. And uh, we can cash out uh, our tokens for more and more and more as uh, it goes along. Or you can hold and the tokens will grow in value because there's few tokens few tokens and constant liquidity. So that's like the thing. Few tokens with constant liquidity to me is a beautiful matchup. And that's uh, what we've ended up doing here. So, all right. With that being said, uh, there is some AI that is going to help us do that. And that's uh, what I've developed uh, in the background and I'm currently working on uh, every single day. And I talk about that very often now. Uh, I know that you guys that are following me know that I don't do the Fridays anymore. Uh, so I don't do the Fridays online. Well, I don't do the Fridays on Facebook anymore. The, uh, the, you know, uh, Facebook lives. I don't do those at 1030. Reason being is because nobody was going to them. So, uh, with that, uh, being said, uh, I cut them out because it's a waste of my time. And, uh, for a couple of people that were going, uh, you can still get the information that is there. Uh, I have moved that situation over to TikTok, uh, because on TikTok, it's very common for me to see, uh, 1200 people, you know, during a TikTok live, uh, there. So it just becomes a lot more fun for me. Uh, I can talk to people, people shoot questions in and that kind of stuff. And what I've done is I've set a section for my lives. that's called coffee with Kryptoni. So the premise is I, uh, get a cup of coffee at some point I turn on the live 
and I let you bring your portfolio to me. If you've got stuff in your portfolio that needs to get changed, uh, I deal with the TikTok people there and I talk to them about that. Uh, some people come in to talk, tell me about the, you know, some other coins, what I think about this or that. I tell them the truth, whether I've heard of it, haven't heard of it or whatever. But in the meantime, then I also discuss my plays for that day, for that day. So, and I do that sometimes once a day and sometimes I've even done it twice a day. So just set your TikTok uh, notifications if you're following me on TikTok, which you should, uh, then uh, set your notifications and you'll get, uh, you'll get notified when I go live and you'll be able to check it out. It's called Coffee with Kryptoni. Uh, I'm on for about 12 minutes. I drink one cup of coffee and then as soon as a cup of coffee is done, I just shut it off no matter where we're at. Okay. And I go back to work. So kind of fun, I think anyways, and uh, people seem to like it. So, so, so far, nobody's gone on and, and been a knucklehead either or anything like that. So, all right, guys. So that's like what's going on at MetaHedge. And today I wanted to cover now uh, our new altcoin from the crypt, which has to do with AI as well. Okay. And uh, it's actually a very interesting project. I've talked about this before. But the only difference is, is that I think now uh, it's going to go from a watch status to like actually go in our portfolio. So the coin that I am talking about is Vi. Uh, some of you know it as Viot or Viot, uh, depending on you know what school of cryptocurrency uh, you go to or what set of TikTokers you listen to. Okay, but uh, the, for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to refer to it as Viot. And uh, the live Viot price today is uh, currently twelve cents. Is what it's at. And with a 24-hour trading volume of 3,043,353 USD. So uh, as uh, that's updated uh, via the coinmarketcap.com information uh, right there. So if you want to know where to buy Viot at the current rate, the top, current, the top cryptocurrency exchanges for trading in Viot stock are currently BitGet, XT.com, KuCoin, Gate.io, and BKEX. Uh, so you can get it on any of those. I, of course, get it on KuCoin, and you can find the links to KuCoin on my CryptoLikeMe.com page. So you can find others listed, uh, by the way, over there as well that carry it um, if you just go to that crypto exchanges page on the crypto like me page okay uh with that overall sentiment on viat and market sentiment on viat is overall bullish and the reason being is because even though it was founded in 2018 it uh, combines artificial intelligence and blockchain to create new ways of digitally accessing services and securely concluding legal agreements using a natural user interface the project is regulated under the Virtual Financial Assets Regulatory Framework in Malta and has been since 2020. The company, the project, and the token offering itself was audited several times. It was verified and approved by Grant Thornton uh, and the Malta Financial Services Authority, the MFSA. 
So Viot enables both businesses and consumers to utilize a set of technologies called intelligent contracts, not smart, but intelligent contracts. And it serves as a personal assistant available on mobile devices via a simple, natural user interface providing AI-based legal services. The company also offers a novel intelligent service distribution channel that empowers businesses to adapt to modern customer by providing a new way of accessing services. Uh, you can find out more information about Viat at viat.ai, and I suggest that you go there and read their white paper uh, and all of like that other good stuff that they have on there as well. Okay, one of the main things is that Viat currently trading at 12 cents. It was trading at 9 cents, by the way, uh, not so long ago. Uh, however, I, uh, I see 22 cents very quickly, man. I see 22 cents. So I'm uh, calling it as a very good thing to add to the portfolio. And not only do I see 22 cents right away, but then after that, it is possible that with all the AI talk and all that kind of stuff of people getting in and all that kind of stuff, uh, it's going to get listed. Vi is probably going to get listed on Coinbase soon. Um, or Robinhood or one, it's just primed for one of like these jumps. So, and if it does, then it's going to go, uh, it's going to go crazy. It's, uh, got a low cap, uh, but it's still got a lot of good news coming. Uh, so Viat will definitely make millionaires in the future. I say, get on board before it's too late. Um, it's another one like I'll run, you know, that I'm, 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 I'm looking at. So. With that being said, uh, keep your eyes on Viot. Add it to your list. Very soon, I'm going to add it to the to the portfolio. So if uh, if you don't have it on your list already, and it's not something that's on your on your watch list, add it because very soon we will uh, hopefully be basking in Viot money as we go along. So I think that Viot is like the new thing. Like when I called FTM, uh, you know, phantom, I think, uh, Viot could be this one as well. So guys, our portfolios are stacked right now. Gala is a great coin to have in our portfolio. Uh, Elrond is a great coin to have in our portfolio. Phantom is a great coin to have in our portfolio. XRP, you know, is a lotto ticket. You know, we're going to add Viot on this. So we're going to add Viot to this uh, right now. Um, and, you know, we've got cool things. I mean, we've got some mid-range projects, AVAX and DAG. Those are a couple mid-range projects in there. And we've got like some long stuff in there too. We've got Cardano, Cartesi, uh, Casper. All of these are, are great. We got Polkadot. So we're not, we're in a solid, super solid portfolio. I feel great about it. And, uh, being that the market is the way that it is on, until we meet again, if you don't do anything else, look, I kept it to 20 minutes, guys. I'm getting good at giving you the information fast now. And we talked about a lot of shit too. All right. So anyways, uh, with that being said, I'm not going to take one minute more. If you don't do anything between now and the next time that we meet, just buy the freaking dip. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. This has been Tales from the Cryptocurrency. Our passion is to teach everyone from teens to boomers about NFTs, cryptocurrencies, how to invest, and how to stay safe. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to smash the like button 
and leave a review. Even bad reviews help, so please do it. For questions or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit MyMetaHedge.com or send an email to CryptoKeeper, the number two, the letter U, at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group at Tales from the Cryptocurrency. And join Cryptony Airdrops on Stockforge by using the promo code Cryptony and try it free for 30 days. See you next time on Tales from the Cryptocurrency.